Hello and welcome to season two of Rocksaw's very own podcast. This season we will take a look behind the scenes at Dundalk Football Club, where we will have some very interesting conversations with players and staff, giving you a real in-depth look into the lives of the lads, both on and off the pitch, with some cracking stories you won't want to have missed. Follow us on all our social media channels to keep up to date with the latest episodes and discover who we will be talking to. Come on the town. Hello guys and welcome back to Rock Souls podcast here. Um, we're doing a Dundalk FC special and today I am delighted and privileged to be with the legend um, Peter Cherry. Um, Peter obviously one of the old school players here in Dundalk and has come back again. So it is absolutely fantastic to have him back here and great to be here to talk to us today. So. Thanks very much for coming down here. Thanks a million for having me. It's good to it's good to be on. I'm not sure about the, the old school right enough, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, and legendary status, Peter. That's what I was talking about. Um, so, Pete, bring us uh, bring us back to I suppose your childhood. How did you get into football? Or um, um, off? it's just something I've always always loved. You know, I was never without a ball. Always had a ball in my hand, um, um, and like all. I suppose most goalkeepers they started off as strikers, yeah. um, and found out they weren't very good kind of quickly. Yeah. And I just worked my way back, and I fell in love with playing in goals because my uncle he was a goalkeeper, so I kind of fell in love with it then, um, and it stuck throughout my, you know that's that's what I made a living out of, and yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Um, no, but that's that's my love as goalkeeping. And growing up, then was your uncle? Were you close to your uncle? Was, was did you look up to him sort of thing and think, geez, I want to be goalkeeper like him? Was that, that kind of relationship there, you know? Definitely. Um, like he, he was very good, you know, as a goalkeeper. Well, I thought anyway, because yeah, yeah. he was, in my eyes, there was nobody like him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously my dad, but yeah, my dad yeah. wasn't much of a footballer, but my, my uncle, he was. Um, and I just idolised him. Um, and I tried... Did he take you under, under his wing a bit or show you a bit of things or... He, he did, in fairness. Um, he used to take me out in the garden and hit a ball at me and what have you. And I used to I'd try my best not to catch it, so he'd hit it again and he lost the head of me. You have, to, you have to catch it, you have to catch it. I'm, I'm thinking, no, I just want to make saves, just keep hitting it. Yeah, but yeah. no, it stuck, you know, and it, it was good. He was patient with me and it paid off. And when, at what age was it that you decided goalkeeper's a position for me? Was it early on or was it kind of later on in... As you were coming up, or um, no, it was it was as I say, everybody started more or less off as a striker, which was no different from me. Um, and then I just I think I was nine, maybe ten years of age. Okay. I, I got asked to play in goals. Sorry, I was at school. Yeah. And I was diving about in concrete, believe it or not. <laughs> and guys were like we need to have him in the school team, and and it all kind of stemmed from there. Um, and a a guy was playing with a team and asked me if I'd like to go. And playing, yeah. which I did, and that's where it kind of all kicked off from. So really? yeah, just kicked off from there. And then, at what age were you when you first kind of went semi-professional or professional? Um, I was about 16, 17. Um, for, it was my local club yeah. back home, Airdrie, Airdrie United. Yeah. Um, they had just come back into the league after a bit of trouble um, a couple of years beforehand, um, and they were struggling to get players and. Luckily, I, I was playing with the boys' club at the time, okay. and they were looking for players. And I was kind of, 
at that age, you know, I could have stepped up a little bit. I was only 15, 16, whatever it was. Yeah. And they needed a number two goalkeeper because they were bringing in a very experienced guy, which was great. I was buzzing, you know, just to be in there. Yeah. Um, and that's where it kind of kicked off. They went to the semi-professional and then they went fully professional, which was great in my yeah. time. Um, to be in that environment at such a young age. Um, it, it was And to be my local club, if you like, and it was my grandparents' club, club you know. Um, uh, yeah. So it was it was an achievement in itself for me, you know, to play for my grandparents, who they supported all their years, who really? that club, yeah, yeah. So And my uncle, who was a goalkeeper, that would have been his club as well. He would have played for them? No, that, that, he'd have grow, uh, grown up supporting them. Um, so it was an achievement for me a big achievement yeah, without having kicked a ball do you know yeah yeah to be fair I was um, but in my head I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to play but in my head I, I wanted to play do you know and you're sitting down with a manager and yeah. you're telling him you want to fight for the jersey you're 15, 16 <laughs> and, and you walk out of there going what have I just said do you know they've, they've got this guy in who's 30 I think he's mid 30s at the time right and I'm sitting there telling the manager, yeah, I want to fight for the jersey. And he's looking at me as if I've got two heads, but <laughs> such as such. But I suppose that's management in, in football. You have to kind of keep that young Jerry hungry as well, that he doesn't leave, but also, you know, tell him that, listen, you're not starting to. Yeah, yeah, well, to be fair to the manager, they never actually sat me down and said, listen, you'll not play. You'll yeah. not start. You'll not do this. But I can, can I knew in myself, do you know I wasn't going to play? Yeah. But being in my first professional club, I, I wasn't really bothered. You know, I was in amongst all these big professionals, you know, and who have been there and done it. And I was just grateful just to be in that environment and be the number two goalkeeper. I, I happily do it and learn from the guy who was playing in front of me. Yeah. As I say, he was in his mid-30s, he'd been there and done it. And I was just learning from him every day, which was great. And how was that kind of relationship then between yourself and himself, kind of on the training ground and stuff? Because I know goalkeepers are kind of... They spend a lot of time together, you know. I even see it up, um, up and Dundalk, and I go. You guys always seem to be training, certainly longer anyway, and seem to be in your in your own kind of bubble as such. The rest of the squad, you know. Yeah. Um, it must be a difficult balance between, you know, you want him to succeed and you want the other person to grow in the team as well. You want the team to win, but you also you're trying to keep him out of the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there is that, um, you'll hear of they say this goalkeeper's union thing. Yeah. And to a certain extent, that's true because like say, anybody who's playing in front of you or whatever, you don't want them to be playing because you want to be playing. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, you're 110% behind them. Yeah. You know, no matter what happens. Because um, at the end of the day, if, if he makes a mistake, you know how it feels. You know how he's feeling. You know, if he's having a great game, you know how he's feeling. You know, and there's nobody else in that team will know that. Yes, they yeah. can't possibly know that unless it's the goalkeeping coach himself or, yeah, you exactly. know, another yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, players, yeah. Have, wouldn't have been in that position, I suppose. Yeah, so what you're saying is right. We are in that little bubble ourselves. We do spend a lot of time together. Um, and there's nothing but support in yeah. that group, you know. Um, although they're not, we are going for that one position. It doesn't matter who's playing at the end of the day because there's full support yeah. coming from the rest of the guys who's there who's not playing, which yeah, is which absolutely. is great. Which is a, a must. It's a you know it, it has yeah. to be. You know you can't have somebody who's spitting the dummy out of the pram and you can't have that. You know because it, yeah. it just causes a bad environment. So everybody has to get behind the guy who is yeah. who is playing. 
And then, so so when you got, obviously got your first professional contract, you're, you're training every day with him. Are you kind of understudying, are you try, just gaining as much experience in the training ground as you possibly can? Or are you looking at that thinking, I need to I need to move on here, I'm not playing, or I need to, I need to push him out of the way sort of thing? Or No, well, as I say, when I started out, I was learning from a guy who's twice my age. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. I was learning from him. Do you know, I, and I must have, on his head, and because I'd be asking him questions, you know, but it it paid off in the end of because course, I learned yeah. from him, you know, but little things, hand position, just set positions, things like that, I picked up from him, yeah. And and it's just, I keep these things to this day, yeah, you know, these little things that he's been telling me, so I can't thank him enough for, for that, for taking the time to just yeah. spend time and say, try this, try that, and if it doesn't work, fine. It's not set in stone, but just try it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot to thank him for. And then what happened after that then? You obviously moved up to, I suppose, Clyde was probably your biggest move, was it? Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, when I'd, I'd sat down with the, the managers at Airdrie, yeah. and they told me they wanted to bring other goalkeepers in, this, that, and the next thing. And I think at that stage, I was in my, coming to the end of my second year, and I think they could see I wasn't that happy. Yeah. Um, so we kind of sat down we just came to an agreement where I would just leave yeah. you know and I wasn't really enjoying it to be fair so I went back playing junior football and I just completely fell in love with it again okay. um, and then I got a move to Ayr where yeah. I, their goalkeeper had been sent off and he was missing six games so they needed a goalkeeper quick and luckily the scout the scout was at my game yeah. and asked me if I'd go down and play and I played six games for them and we had a good yeah. few games and then obviously they moved to Clyde. Was it on the back of that, those kind of six games? On the back of that, yeah. Well, again, Clyde were in a bit of trouble okay. and they were looking for players. And it was my dad actually who, who rang me up and says, listen, this club are looking for players. Do you want to go in and give it a go? Right, okay. I says, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Nothing to lose. And I think I was there for four years or so, yeah. four or five years. I had four or five great years. Yeah. Do you know, but it come to the end, it, it just wasn't, Again, you're getting to that unhappy stage where you just you feel as if you're training for nothing. Yeah, Do you know that's the way that's yeah. the way it got, and I wasn't happy, really. Well, obviously, I played the Celtic game and yeah, against yeah. Man United and things that massive highlights. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I had good times at Clyde. To be fair. And then did that kind of naturally come to an end then, and Dundalk came in, or? Yeah. Um, well. How, how, how does it move to Dundalk? Obviously, from Scotland, it's kind of tough us through that a little bit. How does that happen initially? Well, my assistant manager, I think he was at the time, Joe Miller, who played with Celtic and Aberdeen and that yeah. back in the day, he was my assistant manager, obviously, at Clyde. And he had left the club. And I was coming to the end of my contract at Clyde. And he rang me up, I think, maybe a month or so before the end of the season. He says, okay. what, what are you doing next season? I said, I have no idea. And he says to me, do you fancy coming to Ireland? And my words to him were, where do I sign? Really, yeah. I, I didn't say, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I have to speak to the family. This. I just, where did I sign? And I think maybe two or three weeks, no, sorry, just after the season, yeah. I was straight on a plane and come over to Ireland. Really, yeah, just like that? Just like that. And had you been to Ireland before? No, nope, never, never, never. Really? never. And, and you land up in Dundalk? Yeah, right in the heart, yeah, <laughs> right in the thick of it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I come over and I trained with himself, Sean Connor. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else was there. But yeah, I just, I fell in love with the place. Really, yeah, just, yeah. Just, in, just straight away? Straight away. I come in, and, as I say, with a 
couple of training sessions. Yeah. Me and a few other Scottish lads. Um, and I thought, yeah, that'll do for me. But I couldn't had sign. You, had you come over kind of like on an initial kind of trial basis to test it out? Or no, no. If, what, what I was led to believe is they wanted to sign straight away. But right. it was just a matter of I couldn't sign till like so the 2nd of July. Yes, yeah, and this yeah. was kind of the last week or so in June. Okay. So I'd come over just to get a couple of training sessions in, meet all the guys, yeah. the coaching staff and what have you, and then I flew back to Scotland, and then the time second of July came, I came back over, signed the papers, and that was it done. Brilliant. Yeah, so uh, all good. Mad. And then it all, it all started for you then, what, that was 2009, wasn't it? 2009, yeah. <laughs> wow. who, who was the manager back then? Sean Connor. Sean Connor, yeah. Sean yeah. Connor and Joe Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> and what was um, obviously it's a different club from when you when you started. But what was it like back then? Not much has changed, to be honest. Yeah. Apart from obviously the the youth development centre, that's that wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. Obviously, um, the the gym and all that wasn't there. Um, but everything else was pretty much yeah. the same. You know, there's a lot of big names in the dressing room when I come over. A yeah. lot of headbangers, nuts. <laughs> Do you know, and I think to be fair, we had a great squad, and I think that's what made it such a great squad. Yeah. Because they're all mental. They're all that that old school Dundalk team would just put their head in the line for anything. Yeah. They? Yeah. And they were really they'd fight for each other. There was no messing around. You know. That, but that's what it was. It's a, a little bit different now. Whereas, and you could maybe come in at half time and if you're getting beat 1-0 or whatever it was 2-1 yeah. there'd be people punching the heads off each other you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. they just want the best yeah. now it's a bit more obviously verbal of course yeah yeah but you, you see guys not on lumps with each other yeah. which is great it just shows you the passion in them and the fight yeah. in them but I suppose that's just how the league and how football has, has probably evolved in the last you know 8-10 years you know yeah I think that that old school player you know that um, figurehead, if you like, is yeah. is is gone. Yeah. It's more, yeah. You, you speak to people and yeah. just, you don't get somebody with a neck. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw them up. Even speaking to um, Jimmy Jilton the other day, and actually Mickey Hart last week, who's the loud Gaelic manager, and they both talked about how things have changed in the last ten years, how the culture and how how much man management goes into. Running a running a club, they're yeah. running a team and dealing with dealing with people. He goes, Mickey said to us that, geez, it's it's mental. People just expect to play all the time. Yeah, and you need to massage your egos all the time and everything else. Whereas before, if they weren't making the team, some people would go home, have a good hard look at themselves in the mirror, as he said, yeah. and would just get the work done. That's it. Yeah, there'd be no moaning, there'd be no bitching about it. He just that was that was the old just go on with it. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, and as you say, it has evolved so much. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just expect to play, as you say. Um, but, but yeah, back then it was a case of go home, have a hard look at yourself, yeah. have a word with yourself, come in the next day and get a head down and work. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's where it has changed a lot. Yeah, well, even I suppose when I first started in management or even when I was coming up in the, in the hotel sector, it was you just work every day in the mm-hmm. sun and it didn't, it didn't matter. There was yeah. no crying about it. There was no saying, I want to go home early. Yeah. Or, yeah, I've done more than 40 hours. <laughs> it was, uh, it's completely changed. It's now, nowadays, somebody does 41, 42 hours. I know about it. <laughs> um, but I suppose that's just, uh, that's just how, how life is probably evolving. That's you know? it, yeah. Um, it's quite gone, yeah. But talk, talk us through the early years in Dundalk. How did you, how did you settle in the first season or two? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind it. Um, like I, I was out on my own, do you know, living on my own while my family was back in Scotland. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people say to me, oh, how did you cope? And this, that, and the next thing. You just keep busy, yeah. do you know? That's what I found, tell just do something. Yeah. Um, because if you sit there and stare at the walls, it's just play havoc. You hear all these people with mental health now, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're sitting there staring at walls, so thankfully I didn't do that. You just when, keep... when you first joined Dundalk, was it, were you, were you in there training five days a week? Or yeah. Was it in the evenings or? No, we were in every day. Was it Yeah, day? every day it was back then, um, which which was great as well, yeah. do you know, so you had the rest of the day to go and do whatever you wanted, yeah. which which was good. Absolutely, yeah. And who did you, from, from back then, who were you kind of more, Closer with, with on the team or anybody that did, did um, you share a house with anybody? Or? No, I was on my own, but uh, I was close with uh, the other guys I come over with. Do you know the Scottish oh, guys? Yeah, yeah. There was Alec Williams and yeah. uh, who else? Mickey McGowan. Okay. Kevin. Ah, uh, the other guy, Kevin. I can't remember his second name now. He's going to kill me. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was, was kind of close to them, but then there was other guys and at the the team themselves, do you know, yeah. there was, I think, who was there? It was Sean Kelly that was there. Yeah, sure. um, yeah. Big Liam Burns, yeah, yeah. who I'm still He's very, very close, yeah, yeah. you know, to this day. Yeah. Um, great big guy. Yeah, there was a lot of people in that team. Yeah. They were all close, do you know, there wasn't a, you just didn't have, there wasn't wee clicks yeah. or anything, yeah. you were close to everybody. And I suppose back then, most people would have been living around Dundalk anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah, as far as I know, they all lived in, <laughs> in the middle of town yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, I'd say you should all go to your house and find where all Yeah, everybody knew where you were, yeah. After a game or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then obviously Dundalk went through a rocky season, a rocky uh, a rocky patch, obviously well documented, we know all about it, we are all bag, out bagpacking and trying to raise funds and everything like that and things just obviously turned around very quickly. Um, Stephen Kenny came in and, and kind of revamped and did did his thing and we all kind of know what happened from then but I suppose when you were in the tech, when you were there when Stephen started first um, how was that when he started coming in into place you know yeah it was great to be fair when he came in um, like I knew of Stephen Kenny anyway because he had my eyes in Scotland for a bit yeah. at Dunfermline yeah. so I kind of knew of him anyway um, and then when he came in it was as you said the club had went through that bad patch yeah. and it just seemed like a, a breath of fresh air had come into the club you know, and it, it was his man management was very good, yeah. which probably in the past wasn't there, I yeah. feel like, yeah. or to that extent. But no, as I say, he just come in and it was just like this weight off the club's shoulders. Yeah. You know, and was there anything that he did specifically or anything with with, with the group or the team that was there? That no, I, I think the thing that he, with the team was he demanded. Yeah. You know, and I don't think a lot of people had that put on them okay. uh, from years previous. Now Stephen Kenny had come in and he demanded success. Yeah. He demanded you gave 110%. You know, he demanded you were in the gym. Yeah. You know, things that probably you could let slip over the last couple of years, but when Stephen came in, he demanded this, yeah. which, which was great because now things are getting done a lot, lot more professional and yeah. guys are buying into it, which they all did, as you see from the success. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's one thing he, he made sure people 
And how did how did he go about that? Did he just go in and get kind of the core group of players and got them got you guys kind of together and was like, right guys, this is this is where we're going to go and we need you to to drive it on sort of thing. Or pretty much, like, pretty much. Here's what I'm doing. I need you to buy into it. If you don't buy into it, well, yeah, yeah. come and see me. Type of thing. Sure, yeah, yeah that, that's. I think that's what you need. Yeah. You know, because now people realise, okay, the guy's putting demands on me. Do I want to better myself or do I just want to kind of tip along? Yeah. You know, so if you yeah. want to demand things off yourself, then get the head down and go on, mate. Yeah. And then during that, I suppose, 2013 up to 2014, we, we saw great success. I mean, it was, it was, it was unreal. I was living in London, unfortunately, at the time, but... I was following following it from afar and I remember coming in towards the end of the fourteen season and winning the league and speeding Cork and everything was just incredible scenes and um I got back for a couple of games in and out of the season but I missed I missed I missed towards the end of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, work duty called unfortunately. But what was it like as a player? Uh that night we won the league. Uh, that was that was something else. Yeah. You know, it was just I mean, they put a, a stand up behind the goals as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. I think all the Cork fans went in there. And for it to be such a, a, a big game, you know, for both teams. Yeah. Because I think they needed a draw to win the league and we needed to, need win, to win, yeah. To win the yeah. league. You were 1-0 down at half time, wasn't it? No, no, no. no we, were, we won 2-0 that oh, game. Sorry, yes, we yeah, won 2-0. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was for it, the two teams to be playing each other on that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... You couldn't write it. No. Um, it was just one of the very, very special nights. Yeah. And a lot of people have asked me, how did you feel after winning the league? And I always remember going back into the dressing room and all the boys are going mental. I sat in the corner right. with my medal around my neck just soaking everything in. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's that's the only thing I did. I just sat there watching everything. It was unbelievable <laughs> just to watch it. Really, the yeah. boys going mental. <laughs> yeah. Where did you just go that night then afterward? Or do you remember? Eh... <laughs> uh, I really don't remember where we went. I think a few boys went separate ways because boys yeah, were going back yeah. to Dublin and what have you, but I don't really remember. I think they had a couple of drinks up in the hotel in the Crown Plaza and yeah. then it was just home after that and then the boys met up after that the next day. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously it was the same year you won, you won the cup as well. So you yeah, that's right. 14 as well. Yeah. So what was the, that would have been the first bit of silverware you would have won it Dundalk as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so obviously you could see a huge success from Stephen coming in and obviously the players that he brought in with him that from that kind of 2012 year on. You yeah. Know? Um, what was, what do you think was the secret behind that? Or I, I really don't know. As I say, the, 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 the yeah, it all just gelled. And I think a big part of it is the players that you've got buying into what you're trying to do. You know, I think that's a massive part because people might say that, you know, like guys coming in like strength and conditioning coaches. Yeah. Then you've got GPS guys and then you've got all this nutritionists and and, and some guys might look and go, yeah, yeah, all this, yeah, yeah. you know, but it's demands. It's, do you want to get better? Well, here's what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. And if you buy into it, look at the success you're going yeah. to get. So, and I think that's where we had really good pros you know, in that dressing room, yeah, yeah. you know, your Andy Boyles, Dame Massey's, Richie Tells, I'd love to put myself in there, yeah, yeah, uh, Chris Shields, you know, yeah. all these big, big hitters, you yeah. know, and they kind of set the standard by, they buy into it, everybody else buys into it. And as I say, look at the success that yeah. builded on from that. And then, obviously, 
and then obviously at the end of 2014 you moved on then what was what was the transition there or how how did that kind of come about well here's what Stephen kind of probably won't like me now yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know I was very shocked um, because after winning the league and I think that year I was up for goalkeeper of the year yeah, and in for right. more, most clean sheets in the league yeah. um, I had been home as I, I did every winter back yeah. then um, so I'd been home and I was expecting to come back you know for pre-season training yeah. so there was no contract talks about have you but that usually didn't happen anyway course, back then until yeah, yeah. halfway through your, your break or whatever you might get a phone call so I was home and I was actually took my family out for a meal I was sitting down and my phone rang right. and it was Stephen Kenny I thought I better run and go and take this yeah, yeah. so I ran outside and he says that he's going to say another goalkeeper. I thought, that's fine, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah. He says, so I don't think you'll be happy as being a number two. And straight away I seen red flags. I went, yeah, yeah. Why? Like, so you don't want me to come in and fight for my position? No, I, I don't think you're going to be happy as a number two. And so in my head, his decision was made. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just couldn't believe it so we ended the conversation and I'm, I'm standing there looking at my mum and dad and my missus thinking they're going what's wrong what's just happened yeah. I said we're not going back like, what happened there like it was a kick in the teeth do you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in a way I suppose a wee bit of a blessing in disguise because me and my missus were looking at a house right, okay. uh, we were going to rent a house for over the winter to come yeah. back to so I mean good job we didn't <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I've been out of fortune <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that was a kick in the teeth. But listen, these are the decisions managers have to make, isn't it? And uh, I can like imagine I, that there's no easy decision there, but it just go, it just shows how how controlled football can be. Like the business yeah. things. Like, don't get me wrong, I love football. It is such a beautiful game, but there is a harsh side to it. Oh, there is, yeah. And and I mean, that's this is the kind of stuff that people don't hear about that no. much. You know, you always hear about the beautiful game side of things and uh, how good everybody's doing and how people have made it and yada 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 but yeah. you don't necessarily see the struggles that's it yeah scenes through that especially especially you know it's different if probably if you're a Premier League player and you're on 20-30 grand yeah. a week but uh, when you're when you're League of Ireland it's not the money's not exactly up, up there at no the moment, you know? definitely not no I mean it's like I, I had went from in that conversation I had went from one extreme to the next yeah. you know the highs of winning the leagues up for goalkeeper year possibility of playing Champions League the following year exactly, yeah. to being told I've not to come back what had just happened do you know and and I heard a lot of stuff when I did come back to Ireland I think I, I signed for Bray when I came back to Ireland sorry I played for Cliftonville yeah, and then yeah. I come back to Bray and a lot of people saying, oh, why did you leave? I heard you wanted to leave. It wasn't yeah, my decision. Yeah. This is what people don't understand. It wasn't my decision. Yeah. You know, I never, ever, I've never said I want to leave the dock. You know, I never have. And when you were there for the last four years, was that kind of like a year contract as normal or was there a two or three year deal in there at some point? Or no, it was always years. It was always, it was always year, a year contract. Yeah. yeah, that's always the way it worked. Right, okay. Um, from what? from what I would like to believe anyway. I mean, yeah, some yeah. other people might know different. I don't know, but yeah. my contract was always a year. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't give you much confidence no. when, you're, when you're coming towards the end of the season, but I suppose when you're up for goalkeeper of the year and you've just won the league. Yeah, you would yeah. think, do you know, I mean, yeah. maybe that's my fault for just assuming, yeah, yeah, do you know, I probably, yeah. I shouldn't have, but yeah. I thought I had a great year, do you know, the team played well, Champions League next year, winning leagues, yeah. and 
and then to be told no, no and longer what, required. When you when you get up the next morning, then what's what's going through your head? What's the plan? What do you? What do you it was do? just. I was thinking to myself, did that phone call actually happen? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if I must, if I dreamt that really, yeah, because there's no way. But then the message's like, no, what are you going to do now? And I mean, is it real then? So yeah. what am I, what am I going to do? Do you know? And then I think it was the message spoke to her family and that over here, and they're saying, no, they didn't, they, you didn't want to go back. I said, no, wait a minute, I have to yeah. start setting people straight. Apparently, it was in the the papers and that that I didn't want to come back, and I'm going, that, how do I? Tell people that I, I did want to come by, it's just not yeah, my, yeah, yeah. you know. And then, sure, all of a sudden, I'm back at Cliftonville, yeah, you know. And so, and how, how did that move to Cliftonville? Then, how did that kind of come around? Or that just came out of the blue. Um, I think it was the, the goalkeeping coach up at Cliftonville rang me, okay. somehow he got my number and rang me to see what I was doing. Would I fancy going over? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and why not? You have an agent or anything? No, stage, or no, I've never have. Never I never have. Yeah. Um, I'd rather do it myself, face to face with people. Yeah, do you know? Yeah. I think you get more out of it and you know, yeah. a bit more honesty and respect, yeah. um, rather than telling somebody to go do it for you. Yeah, do you know? of but yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I've never had an agent. So as I say, they, they just got a phone call off the the goalkeeping coach to see if I fancied it. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Why not? Brilliant. And then obviously you moved to Cliftonville, and then you went to Bray after that. And Bray after that, yeah. Two years in Bray. Two years in Bray, yeah. yeah. Um. I love Bray to be yeah. fair I had, I had good times in Bray um, it was a good team it was just a pity the way it ended you know yeah, because yeah. I was all set again all set for another year there yeah. and it just I th to be fair I think they were cutting finances you know I think they were Doing probably spending a little bit yeah. you know and realised that and then so they they kind of cut the budget and you, you, were, you were number one keeper there what 80 over 80, 80 appearances yeah I think so yeah year, so you played every game. Yeah, every game, yeah, yeah. just about, yeah. yeah. Well, what was, how was Bray, how did you find it up there? Did you, did you, were you still living in Dundalk then? No, we were living in Bray. Oh, we lived in Bray, yeah, right in the town centre, only oh, really? about 30 second walk from the ground. Right, right. Yeah, I love the little place, to be fair. Um, yeah, no, I love Bray, you know, yeah. right on the, basically right on the water. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. we spent our days down at the beach, me and the missus, and Lovely. chilled out, yeah. How did she find that moving up from Dundalk then? Obviously, she's she's from Dundalk, Justine, and her family and everything moved you up here. Yeah, to be fair to Justine, she's she's been absolutely unbelievable yeah. with every decision that's been made. Um, to, you know, it could be Cork, could be Derry, could be Bray, could be yeah. whatever. I mean, I've travelled the country. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, she's went wherever needs to be. And obviously, she got diagnosed with a brain thing and what have you and then the Dundalk thing come up and I said well this is my decision now it's no, it's no yeah, longer yeah. yours now it's yeah. time to go to Dundalk get more settled yeah. you know because like I was up in Derry for two years and we, we hadn't lived in our house really, yeah. you know we hadn't been in it because I was coming home on my day off would sleep in the house yeah. then I'd have to take her to her mum's the following morning then I'd have to drive back to Derry so I was getting one night in my own house Jeez, maybe yeah, every yeah, yeah. week maybe yeah. you know so it was tough so I kind of made this decision to, no, let's, I'll sign for Dundalk, yeah. we'll be a bit more settled, we can live in our own house. Yeah, of course. Do you know, yeah, and it's yeah. a bit more yeah. stable for Justine as well. Yeah, and you were back to a club that obviously you knew and you yeah. had a lot of fond memories. Yeah, exactly. Of, you know. Yeah. Um, and before, obviously, you went from Bray, you went down to Cork for a while. Um, that was bringing, moving, moving the other side of the country then. Yeah, know? yeah, that was, that was a shock phone call, to be fair, that one. Yeah. Um, because I said, with Bray and yeah. then all of a sudden I think me and the missus were in Dublin my phone rang a strange number it was John Caulfield 
who rang me to see if I fancy go down and my message was, oh, yeah, you need to go, you need to go. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they were... They were just coming up. They, they, were, they were... They just win the league. Yeah, they were playing the Champions League that yeah. coming season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, Peter, you need to go. Yeah. You have to go. Champions League football, yeah. European football again, you have to go. And when you get a call like that, you look at the kind of number one people, it was Alan Nutty at the time, wasn't it? Mark McNulty. Oh, Mark yeah. McNulty, yeah. And he, obviously, very, very good keeper as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you look at that and think, Jesus, I fancy, I fancy a, bit, a go at that, or do you look Yeah, at of think? course. It, like, there's no point in saying, oh, I don't know if I'll go and play, I don't know. That, that's pointless even saying that. It's yeah, pointless yeah. even taking the phone call. Do you know, but I've never, never shrugged away from a challenge. Yeah. Do you know, and at the end of the day, if the manager picks the other guy, then... So be it, it's his decision. Ultimately, especially in that position, I mean, look, you need competition all over the place, yeah. but in that position, you do need good, strong competition. You need yeah. number two. It's not, it's not like if a midfielder gets injured or is out for a couple of months, you know, there's, there's more people around that can fill in. That yeah. you, look at, you look at even this season with, with Daniel Cleary's injury mm-hmm. and Chris Shields is filling in, you know, yeah. at the start of the season before he left. So, you, you definitely don't have that in a in goalkeeper, you know, so you need it. No, you need two two very strong goalkeepers, yeah. And to be fair, me and Mark got on great down there, do you know? Yeah. And to this day, we're still very, very close. Really, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. unbelievably close, to be fair. Um, there was never a, a rivalry. Well, there was, but it was healthy competition, yes, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, as I say, the goalkeeper's union, if you like. Yeah. Do you know that came into it? Um, if I was playing 100% behind me, same yeah. with him. And... I mean, I suppose it wasn't good for him, but it was good for me. He'd hurt his ankle. On right. the, we played Shamrock Rovers' ankle, was at home. And he twisted his ankle, which ruled him out for the upcoming Champions League game. Yeah, yeah. So I played that game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bad for Mark, but it was one thing yeah, that I hadn't done. Yeah. Do you know, I hadn't done, so I got to play Champions League football and that's something I'll have for the rest of my life. Exactly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have to take these opportunities when they go. Well, that's it, yeah, you have to. And then, obviously, Derry, you, you moved up to Derry, up to the other side of the country. Yeah, <laughs> I just love travelling. Yeah, 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 you love Ireland. I love it, I love it, the scenery. <laughs> yeah, do um, you know what drawn me to Derry was, I had a load of phone calls that year, believe it or not. I think yeah. I had over 13 clubs ringing me. And I just, I didn't know what to be doing, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. And they were all saying the same thing, come and meet me, come see yeah. this, come and do this, and this and the next thing. And Declan Devine rang me. Okay. And the first words out of his mouth were, apart from, hello Peter, how you doing? Was, how's your wife? Right, okay. Yeah. I swear to God, that's the first thing he said to me, how's your wife? And I just looked at my wife and I said, we're going to Derry. Really? Yeah, yeah I, that's hand on heart. That's, really, yeah. There's no money, no contacts, no nothing. I said, we're going to Derry. Yeah. Because he says, how's your wife? It was only one to say, turn around and say, you know, rather than talk about football, talk yeah, about contracts, talk about yeah. this, just, how's your wife? Because he'd obviously heard that she wasn't keeping that great and yeah, yeah. what have you, and he took the time out to, that was the first thing he wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, he did, and yeah. to, to be fair, they, they treat it as great, you know, they asked us to go up and stay and showed us round Derry, there was never any football talk, right, okay. they took us up, put us in a hotel and showed us round Derry himself and uh, Paddy McCourt just took us round about. And then I think maybe after a day or two, then we sat down and said, do you want to do it? And yeah. at this point, were you planning on staying on record for another year? Or was the, the option was there. Yeah. Um, it was there. 
But I, I don't know. Be one. This is yeah, that was a well. I wasn't even guaranteed at Derry. Do you know what? I knew obviously Jared Doherty was up there, yeah. um, but I don't think at this stage I was sure if he was leaving or had gone or okay, yeah. or whatever. And so I didn't really know who they had, yeah. to be honest. So as I say, I never um, shy away from a challenge. So I, I I just thought, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And Obviously, Justine was fully behind you, and what was her initial thoughts on, on moving up to Derry? Yeah, again, she, closer to the dog. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, no, she, as I say, she just tells me to go wherever, yeah. you know, um, and we did. And she absolutely loved it up there. Yeah. Loved it. The people were unbelievable towards Justine. Yes, yeah. You know, they did a lot of stuff for our, the FND thing. All the players got behind her, did videos and what have you. You know, and I can't thank them enough for what they did yeah. for her. Um, and I think even at the games she used to sit up beside the chairman in his yeah, office yeah. yeah him and her and I think I must get a contract out of this yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, 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 but no that, no that didn't happen so you say you don't have a manager with Justine well yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah she's definitely the manager yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant and so obviously you had a great time up in Derry um, plenty of Plenty of appearances again. You kind of held down that number one spot for for two years. You were up there, wasn't it? Yeah, two years um, with a, a young guy who's playing number one now, Nathan Gartside, yeah. and he's doing very well. To be yeah. fair to him, um, and there's another boy up there, yeah, young Jack Lemonian, who's only nineteen twenty, and he's going to be some keeper as well. But yeah, two great years up there. Yeah, two fantastic uh, years. It seems to be a club that's really. On the rise now, yeah. It's, it's starting to starting to gain momentum. Obviously, Rory, who you probably would have played with, yeah. That played him um, here, yeah. Is, has taken over, and he seems to be trying to trying to recreate what Stephen did in Dundalk. Yeah, well, Rory, I'm, isn't it? I'm sure he is trying to recreate what Stephen did, but he'll put his own spin on things. And yeah. you know, Rory's a really good guy. I got on well with Rory. Um, always have done, and I can only wish him the best of luck because he's doing some job. To be fair to him, he'll get the best out of his players. You know, because he knows what it takes to win, having been here. Yeah. Do you know? Brian, Brian actually said something um, interesting about him. He always he always thought he was more of a manager than a coach, um, even when he was working with Stephen as a coach. Yeah. You know, we always seen him as a leader and kind um, of knew he was going to be a, be a manager, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put it as easily like another Stevie O'Donnell, if you like. Yeah. You just knew he was going to be a manager. Yeah. Do you know? You just knew that, and Rudy was the same. Because he never shot up on the pitch, he was always getting somebody abuse. Yeah. You know, so seeing so you was good at giving orders anyway. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's went the right way about it and took the manager's job. Yeah, absolutely good stuff. And um, what? Um, so obviously, what, t- t- can you tell us about a bit about Justine? How how everything unfolded and how um, what what happened? I suppose. Uh, well, she was working up in Dublin. Um, with special needs kids. Yeah. And the way she described it to me was, I think she was putting a kid in, in a, you know, a hoist. Yes. Did yeah, use, yeah. I think she was putting one of them in, into that. And she says, Peter, all of a sudden, I couldn't remember what I was doing. Right. I says, okay. And she says, and the next thing I know, I'm sliding down the door. I'm like, what? And she says, yeah, I'm sliding down the door and they thought I was taking a heart attack or a stroke or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? She's like, yeah, yeah. So she was in hospital and they're doing all these scans, brain scans, you name it. Um, and then they still didn't really know what was wrong. Yeah, Do you know yeah. they ruled out the, the stroke and what have you? And then all of a sudden they found out it was this brain disorder, right. where, or she could be okay if you like one minute, 
and she might not be able to go up off the seat and walk out that door. Really? Yeah, like I've I've seen this down in Cork, and we're walking up the shopping centre, yeah. and she just stopped, and I had to actually physically lift her from the middle of the shopping centre out into the car because really? she just couldn't couldn't do it. So now she's on crutches and takes seizures, and you know it's just a day to day thing. You know, yeah. if, if she's having a good day, perfect. If she's not, then you're best leaving her alone. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it just takes it right out of her. Um, well, when, when did that come on? When, when was she diagnosed that? That come on just after we got married, actually. Really, yeah. Just after we got married, so it would have been 2018. 18, yeah. 18, yeah. Yeah. So it come on just after that. Yeah. And she's always like, oh, I'll bet you, I'll bet you wouldn't have married me if you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> just, just, shut up, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, and to be fair to her, she, she's dealing with it unbelievably. Yeah. You know, and you have little to complain about when you see people getting that I mean you know Justine yeah, and if, course, if you knew yeah. her beforehand she never stopped she was always in the go always yeah, in the go yeah. and then to be still like it now yeah yeah, yeah. 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 unbelievable no she doesn't she's like she organises my life yeah, yeah. do you know and, and that's podcast, I know <laughs> that's what I mean do you know I come out of training she rang me you're doing a podcast yeah. what podcast I was wondering who was messaging me because it was through your account through Mark yeah she knows everything. You can hide nothing. You hide nothing from her. She's in my accounts and everything. So yeah, as I say, she she's still on the balls. You know, she takes everything in the chin. She gets on me, and if she's not having a good day, she'll try and fight it. But you just know, nah, you you have to ease off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I mean, she just she's honestly it's unbelievable the yeah. the stuff she does uh, she's an inspiration even just from from obviously here and before obviously and and seeing her now it really really is you know yeah yeah she's she's different class as yeah. i mean she's she does really organize my life that's no yeah. a, a joke around she really does like i i went from training she's like you've got this class to do that class to do you're taking this kid for a session you're doing this oh, whoa really? i'm just in the door and i'm back out the door yeah, do you know yeah, and yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah she's unbelievable you need that. yeah it's, it's great because you could do your training and go home and sit there yeah, and yeah, yeah. veg out in front of the TV or something you know yeah. and and to be fair this whole goalkeeping thing you yeah. know that's she gave me the kick up the backside to go and do it because I was going to put it off and I was going to put it off and it was never the right time she like Peter just do it just yeah, get it done, get it done so I can only yeah. that's down to her do you know what I mean getting it done so early yeah yeah I, yeah. I knew that though. <laughs> yeah yeah I know <laughs> um, and obviously you've got a beautiful young girl as well when when did she come along she came along She'll be two on December. Uh, two in December, yeah. So, another thing to keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she's absolutely flying. Yeah. That's, again, it's only good for Justine, do you know, because it yeah. takes her mind off the other things. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah. with her own stuff, it kind of keeps her busy, so it doesn't give her time to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, give any little twitches or anything, because yeah, yeah, yeah. fear's running about. So. And you were up in Derry, obviously, when she was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, up there, and... The, to be fair, there was a lot of friends up there who helped, helped right, out, especially right. when I was in training. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, we get close to a couple of guys up there, you know, like yeah. Kieran Cole and all that, that's up there, the, he plays left back. Well, we get very, very close to him and his family okay. and they really helped us out big time. A lot of people up there, actually there's too many to mention yeah, because yeah. They're, they're never done helping us, you yeah, know, if yeah, we needed yeah. anything and I just kind of thank them like enough. From the, from the very start, there we were just, just great with you guys. Yeah, they, they really were. As I say, very friendly, very, very friendly. We needed anything. People want to go and do our shop and everything for us if we couldn't do it. Whoa, whoa, relax, relax. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but no, I just, even the stewards, 
Yeah. Do you know, unbelievable, yeah, the help that they gave us. Um, even when you got now, it's all, how's Justine? How's she doing? How's this? How's this? And yeah, yeah, from yeah. every one of them, it's unbelievable. And what's um, so then? Obviously, Dundalk came came knocking then um, towards the end of last season. I'd imagine was it or? Uh, well, it would have been the end of the season. It was kind of pre-season time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was. It, it actually got to that stage where the phone wasn't ringing. You're going, oh no, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. You know, and and people are, and to be fair, they're probably seeing he's thirty-seven. He's yeah, getting yeah. on a bit, and and to be honest, I guess right on my. <laughs> you know, it, it just does my head in. Yeah. You know, because there's there's guys now that are half my age, and I'm out training them every single day. Yeah. You know, and and they they say age is just a number. It really is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I feel. Especially when you're a goalkeeper. Yeah. You're like, even you look at what Gary Rogers, what age was he there? I think he was thirty. You maybe thirty when he retired. Thirty nine, maybe. maybe nine, yeah. Years so. so he's just. Definitely. Um, Longer shall I fly for a goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah, there is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, that the, the move came about because and you you've been you were playing great. You know, the last two seasons. Yeah, you were, you were like in every game. I know I played against I played against Longford down in Longford, yeah. and I had it was one of the days where just nothing was going right. Yeah. You know, I knew myself nothing was going yeah, right, yeah. and I let in two very soft goals. Um. And I knew that myself and I thought, okay, next week, that's me definitely not playing. So yeah, yeah, that was yeah. in my head straight away. And I spoke to, was, I think I spoke to Jim, Jim Magellan. Yeah. And I, and I actually went and apologised to him. I said, listen, that'll never ever happen again. I said, I don't know what went on. I said, it was just one of the days at office where nothing was going right. Yeah. I says, you have decisions to make. And he says, yeah, I have decisions to make. And he was brutally honest with me. Yeah. He says, you've put me in a horrible position. I says, listen, that's your decision. You make yeah, that decision. Yeah, and to be fair, when we stuck with me, we played yeah. Sligo the following week and I played. Yeah. I had a pretty decent game, I thought. Yeah. Anyway, and then things changed and what have you, for whatever reason. Um, but no, I, I thought I was playing okay. Okay, yeah. not not back to my best as yet, but I think you need a few games under your belt just to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, of and but, but then again, sometimes you don't have that time. You've got to just jump in and get yeah, it done. Yeah, do you yeah, know? Yeah. But no, like, like I'm still here. I'm still... Tipping away, you know, so... When, uh, when the move came came back to Dundalk, obviously, I'm sure Justine was delighted to get back to Dundalk, was she? And yourself, so you, you were talking about it, you obviously had a, have a house in Dundalk and you weren't spending enough time in it. Yeah. Dairy, but. Um, as I say, I was... It got to the panic stations a little bit because the phone wasn't ringing as much. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, and I actually contacted Stevie O'Donnell up at St. Pat's just to see if I could go up and do some training. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. And... To be fair to him, he was like, yeah, not a problem, just come in. Yeah, so yeah. I did. I went in training and at the end, the end of it, I think they, were, they wanted to sign me. Right, okay. Which was a shock because I wasn't up there for a contract. I was, yeah, I was simply yeah, up there yeah. just to train. And uh, then I was talking to Stevie, uh, Stevie McDonald. Yeah. And he says, Peter, why don't you come in here? It'll be handy for you. It's clear for you to come in and train. I said, yeah. do you know what? It'd make more sense just to go in and train. Yeah, yeah. Which... There was never a contract on the table. It was just two, two yeah. going train. And was and I, this was in between pre season, wasn't it? Yeah, it? yeah, it was yeah. in the middle of pre season. Were you still expect to go back to Derry at this stage, or are you? No, no, I knew I wasn't going back yeah. to Derry. I knew that because they were cutting budgets as well yeah, and yeah. what have you. And I suppose the goalkeeper's the easy option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I said it'll make more sense to go into the dock and train. Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I think my first day I was in there training. 
I'd left the ground to go and pick up my missus. I was out the ground no less than five minutes and it was on the radio. That was signing back yeah. with the dock. I couldn't believe it. My, honestly, my, my wife told me, she says, you're just off the radio. I said, for what? She says, apparently you're in training with the dock signing. I've just left. How do these people know? So, yeah. So, uh, no, you can't. You can't. Um, so, no, I, I was lucky that at the end of the day, I'd offer a contract and it made more sense. You know, I, I rang Stevie O'Donnell and thanked him yeah. for everything. I said, but listen, this just makes more sense family-wise. And, yeah. and it couldn't have been any nicer. He said, I totally understand. And thanks for coming up. And anything you want to come up, basically. So, yeah, yeah that was, I've got a lot to thank Stevie for, for getting in and yeah, letting me go in, you know, with his squad and training. And then, obviously, you got, you got in the door at Dundalk and, obviously, there was, there was a lot of changes over the, at the start of the season obviously with Filippo and Giuseppe leaving and things like that how did you as a player when you're going through managerial changes it's obviously there's obviously a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. how, how do you cope with that or how, do the, how did the group cope with it? <laughs> the, to be fair the group have coped well with it I think um, obviously you're not supposed to let it affect you or you're not supposed to know this that and the next thing of course, yeah. but you being there and you've seen it and you know, you're going to see it and you're going to hear and people are going to talk and that. But yeah. you, you try and block it out, but to a certain extent, you can't. Yeah. You know, and there has been a lot of change and what have you. But now they've got Vinny back in and a couple of good results. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a run in Europe there. Um, it didn't go our way, but still a great performance by the lads. I yeah. thought, I think we're robbed, yeah, to be honest. Um, I was 100% onside, yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, I mean, if that went the other way, who knows where it could have took us. Like I said to you earlier, in another 10 minutes, yeah. you definitely would have equalised. You, yeah. so you had them gone in the wind. That yeah, point. they're dead on their feet, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think another 10 minutes would have done it for us. Yeah. But, yeah. listen, that's, that, that's football, isn't it? Yeah. That's football, you just got to take the good with the bad, I suppose. Yeah. And how, then, as a player, after kind of defeats like that, because obviously it's a huge, huge push to go up for Europe and you're, you're, all of a sudden you're playing against against these guys in the Dutch Premier League or whatever whatever it's called over there, but with huge budgets, you go over there and the stadium is is unreal. You know, the lads were showing me some of the pictures of it and, and it just looked incredible. Um, and then you're back and you're playing uh, St. Pat's and sorry, you're, you're away to St. Harps or something like that. And it's... it's I suppose you have to get that mindset really changed very quickly, do you? Yeah, you do. I mean, Europe's a bonus. Do you yeah. know, it's it's a massive bonus. And you say the stadium and the facilities and it was different class. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that's what you want to play on and probably up your game a little bit. Do you yeah, know, you're course, expecting yeah. to, you're probably expecting to go over there and get hammered. Yeah. But Dundalk being Dundalk over the past couple of years, in yeah. Europe especially, possible isn't it correct anything is possible but then you have to get back down to reality yeah. do you know this is the bread and butter the league is the bread yeah. and butter so your mind has to be right you know what you have to come back to you know yeah. you're up against St. Pat's or Finn Harps or whoever do you know so you know this is your bread and butter so get the job done yeah absolutely um, and how how you find obviously Finney's came in kind of steadied the ship a little bit how has life and oil been the last couple of weeks or um, the last month or so yeah it's been been okay yeah um, a couple of good results you know um, obviously a couple of bad ones as well yeah, yeah. like say last week and uh, who was it the week before yeah um, 
Derry last, last week was a pass, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, you could say tiredness and all that kicked him in the last because I've played a lot, a lot of games. Short period, one, well. yeah, and very short period. Traveling as well. Yeah, exactly. And then we got to Derry, and, and now a couple of boys are injured as well. Yeah. So we don't know how they are. Uh, I don't know how Davies is. Apparently, took a bad one. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean the boys are just getting on with their work. You know, yeah. as you say, Vinny's come in, he stayed the ship. As in, we know now who the manager is. So that's yeah, that's, that's nailed on. That's done. Yeah, yeah. It's not a case of you going there as, or such and such leaving as such and such coming in. Yeah, that yeah. that conversation is now gone. Yeah. So Vinny's and then he's he's doing his own thing, putting his own stamp on his on things. It, it definitely seems like there's a there's a new lease of life up there now anyway, even just from being up and down and um kind of in in and out a wee bit. Um there's definitely from our our point of view, from what we've seen, there's there seems to be kinda some something's the tide's close to changing, if you if you know what I mean. And I think once the fans you've got Drada at home now this weekend, five hundred people at it, so be you should just give it another boost again. It must, be, it must have been really difficult playing matches with no fans. Oh, it's it's, it's just like training. Career, you spend your whole career yeah. you know, playing playing matches in front of people. And yeah. Then, if, then all of a sudden, COVID hits and you're 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 back to schoolboy. Yeah, that's what it's such, like. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's like because you go for playing in front of no fans and then you go over to Holland. There's just eight or nine thousand. You know, yeah. going, wow, what's just yeah. happened there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you come back and obviously now. We're here and there's 500 allowed in yeah. and a derby game. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, so I don't think the boys need much more to get off yeah, for that, do you know, yeah. especially a derby game. Yeah. So no, it'll be good. We, we need the fans back. Do you know, that's what we're missing. We need to hear them all singing and going mad as usual. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that is just what Oriole Park's missing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Have you thought about life coming up towards the end of football or anything? What's what's the future hold for, for Peter Cherry now? Um, I suppose the future is I'm doing my goalkeeping license. Okay. Um, I'm on the goalkeeping B license at the minute, which is too much paperwork for my liking. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a lot of paperwork. A lot of a lot of sitting at a laptop, um, which I'm not used to. <laughs> which I'm. She tries. She tries, but she can't do it during a Zoom call when the coach is looking at you. <laughs> um, no, there's that, and then there's obviously we've opened up the the goalkeeping academy, which. Um, well, it's it's been on running this past I don't know month or two, um, just uh, down at Bay United and Key Celtic. So that's the two venues I've got the use of at the minute. Hopefully, yeah. there'll be more. And it's open for all ages. All ages, ages, yeah. Um, there's probably I'm going to do groups of ten. That's the max okay. uh, because, and this isn't having a dig at any people or any other goalkeeping schools, but yeah. they do it. It's. I'm only taking 10 because I want to actually coach the kids. Yeah. Do you know what? I think if you get 20, 30 kids, you can't, it's, it just becomes, I don't know, come in and kick a ball about. Yeah. Do you know? Course. Whereas yeah. I want to watch the kids, I want to coach them, I want to teach them techniques, I want to teach them in anything they want to know and I want to have that time with them that they can come and ask me. Yeah. What yeah. if I do this or what am I doing wrong here or do you think this is right? Anything like that. I want to have that time Brilliant. with them. So I've, I've limited it at the minute anyway to 10, do you know, and um, there's individual sessions as well, which are, are flying at the minute, which is okay. great. They're really good. Um, yeah. And that's that's basically s- specific to that goalkeeper. Yes. Do you know, so yeah. if somebody wants a goalkeeping session, they can text me the, the day before yeah. and let me know what they want to work on and I'll work out drills, plans, whatever, yeah. 
yeah. so that when we get into training, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. This is based on you specifically. This is so, no deals. So if, if there was a keeper, say, for, for Rock Celtic here, under 15, 16s, or even going into the senior level and wants to push themselves a bit more, and they, they maybe between themselves or the coaches, that they've discovered that their distribution isn't where it needs to be, or they're losing too many balls from kickouts or something like that, you can... They can text you, Bobby, and say, hey, can you help me out with my, my distribution, say? Yeah, um, that, that's not a problem. That's That helps, if you know, if they do that. Yeah. Because some of them will just come and say, I just want a general goalkeeping session, okay, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. That's absolutely no problem. But if people come to me and say, I want to work on X, Y, and Z, then I'll sit that night before yeah. and I'll go I'll go through a session plan with what I can do for that, that goalkeeper on that specific yeah. day. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so obviously it seems to be going well for you at the moment. Yeah, it's going good. I can't complain. I've kept busy. Yeah, yeah. So you know. signs up in, in Bay, Bay United. Yeah. Uh, Bass, so, uh, no, that's brilliant. And what's, uh, how's the, the goalkeeping license going? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's, how, how long does it take? I think this one takes six months. Okay, right. Um, so obviously with COVID, we couldn't do the practical side of it. Right, um, but yeah. I think that's due to kick off maybe September, October, I'm hearing. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, watching videos and clipping videos, which I've never ever done in my life. Right. Do you know? Yeah, and yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to tell them that, listen, I haven't done that. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think they're, they're letting me slide a little bit. Um, yeah. But I hope they keep letting me slide. Um <laughs> No, I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, as I say, I've told them I'm not used to all this laptops yeah, and yeah. cutting videos and I've never done it, so I'm doing what I can, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it's a lot, of, a lot of Zoom calls and <laughs> oh, madness. Oh, she has, yeah, she, she yeah, has, yeah, yeah. She, she watches them back for me, believe it or not, <laughs> she actually does. Did they say this in Zoom call? I don't know, and she'll go, right, I'll watch yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, she could play in goals at this stage. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, I'd say so. And would you like to go on and be a coach in, in the long run or what would you what's, Yeah, um yeah, of course. Like I, I watch stay in football, it's all I know. Yeah. You know, goalkeeping is all I know. I've done it from my left yeah. I left school basically. Um and it's what I'm good at, yeah, you know, so yeah, why give it up? Yeah. So if if I can move into coach uh, goalkeeping coaching then I'd love to. Yeah, yeah definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. Well I've been all the best with the academy and and as you as you move into your coaching career and everything everything that comes comes after, you know? Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Um, thanks very much. Thank you.